George Kritikos here to talk to you about the Player Raider podcast. Along with co-host Ryan McDowell, we leverage the DLF player valuation tools and help inform you on your dynasty roster strategies. Whether you're joining a new startup, rebuilding a team, or maybe you're just not quite at contention level yet, we help you understand player values and how to really drive your team forward as dynasty owners. Tune in and enjoy the show. Everybody and welcome to the DLF Free React IDP Podcast Mid Sunday Edition, uh, Week Two. Uh, this is of course where we tackle the other side of fans football. Today I am not alone. Tom is with me. We're going to go over the games from the first half, including the Thursday game. Maybe grab the two the first halves of the the four twenty five games um, and break it down for you guys for IDP wise, and then follow what you got to follow the people that put out the good waiver wire stuff and of course follow tom and, and everybody and, and and hopefully we'll get you all set up for for next week and get you a good head start tom how are you doing tonight yeah i'm doing pretty good thank you very much i'm uh like you having watched um the eagles game i'm watching blake bortles look like peyton manning um so it's not oh there's another completion it's not brilliant for any of us um but we're on here talking football and we're gonna try and uh, break down the early game so this should be fun yeah, cool. So yeah, we'll just try to go quickly. We want to make sure we get to uh, everything and don't make it too long. So with that said, um, let's do Ravens and Ravens Bengals. Bengals won that game. Um, I believe CJ Mosley came out midway through the game. I think it was just a bone bruise. I think he's going to be okay um, going forward. That sounds like one of those like pain tolerance things. Not really like a major injury, but he definitely escaped. Very lucky, and, and I'm sure owners are happy. Yeah, that. he basically missed the whole game, but man, that's got hurt. So, all right, here we go. This is why I'm not great to say. I went trampolining to a trampoline park yesterday, and within about two minutes there, I absolutely smacked my knee, and I think I've got a bone bruise as well. Um, and it really, really hurts. <laughs> so um, I'm hoping CJ Mosley is a lot harder than me and that he can play through <laughs> it, but I've been in agony all day. <laughs> Something tells me he'll, he'll be just fine. Anything really jump out of you this game? I mean... Tony Jefferson had a great game. I mean, a linebacker is really interesting, right? Because Patrick Onwuor continues to be um, the guy that plays uh, next to CJ Mosley, but but Kenny Young, everyone's everyone's massively keen on Kenny Young. Everyone thinks he's going to be brilliant soon. I don't get it at all. He actually had a decent game, uh, put up five solos and, and three assists, but he only came in when Mosley went out, and he's going to be gone next week. So um, I think it's important. Yeah, I mean, it's you know that second spot, and obviously if Mosley misses time. They were good, but Patrick almost sort of definitely played a little bit more, and and you know he put up something like how uh, many? Oh, he had eight total tackles, which is okay, only three solos. So yeah, but other than that, I mean, safeties were all over the place. Uh, Weddle and Jefferson both cleaned up. Yeah, that's 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 it. I mean, they had no sacks, and they had they had a tough time generating pressure. You know, I think it's they took a major step back after the Buffalo Bills game, but it, I think that was more in the Bills than the than the than the Ravens, the Ravens defense. Yeah, and it gave us a much better uh, idea of actually who's going to play as well. Because in that Bills game, they just got everybody on the field. So it was a bit difficult to work out what their plan was. And it was a bit clearer in this one. So um, off the top of your head, can you tell me which of the Ravens' outside linebackers played the most? Uh, was it Judon? It was not Matt Judon. I'll put you out of your misery because you'll never get it. It was Zadarius Smith. Okay. 
Sure. Yeah, exactly. Nobody <laughs> expect that because you kind of think maybe it's Matt Judon, um, maybe it's uh, T Sizzle, maybe it's yeah. one of the new kids, and nobody ever thinks of Zadarius Smith. But um, he, he played like fifty-five sacks or something and had a decent game. So there was that. Yeah, I mean, other other but super boring for them for their pass rush, just totally nothing to do. And <laughs> now, co- coincidentally, on the other side of the ball, the Bengals. I mean, they couldn't not generate pressure. I think. Uh, Gino Atkins had nine total pressures. Nine. Yeah, he he was just a monster. <laughs> He's such a good player. We know that, but he was crazy on the night. They all were. They all were. And I think it's a you know they had they put up a lot of stats. I mean, Gino Atkins had two sacks. Hubbard had a sack. Sean Williams ended up with a sack from a safety spot. But they generated so much pressure that I think it's something where it's not really going to. This isn't really super sustainable. I think they're going to be good. Like they we all knew they were going to be good. I mean, Gino Atkins. And Carlos Dunlap are amazing, and and they have a lot of young guys too that are going to get in there. Yeah, then you got Carl Lawson and Sam Hubbard had a big game as well. He managed to get a sack as well after Michael Johnson um went off injured really early. So it's just we talked about this before when we did the division preview, but it's a very very strong defensive line. Yeah, I think you mentioned with Michael Johnson going out right in the beginning. Um, I don't know the extent of his injury. I could have to look that up real quickly. But yeah, so Sam Hubbard played a decent amount and. Carl Lawson played. Uh, they both, probably played about the same during you know Michael Johnson's absence. Um, Hubbard had a bigger stat sheet game. Uh, I think Lawson had another game with a ton of pressures, um, just didn't convert. I think that hopefully we don't see that continuing. He needs to convert some of those. But at this point, he's probably leading in the pressures without sacks division. So. Uh, yeah, he, he's certainly up there, but he's doing well. He's playing well. He, he's certainly generating pressure, just not quite getting home at the moment. And we know that change at the moment. But Sam Hubbard, Carla, uh, Carlos Dunlap, Carl Lawson, we haven't even talked about Jordan Willis. Uh, Gino Atkins on the inside. Andrew Billings is playing um, a decent amount of uh, time as well. He's played about 70 snaps over the first two games. This is a very, very strong defensive line. And then we can move back a little bit. Um, Preston Brown missed this game. So Hardy Nickerson played in his steed. And, uh, you know, he had a ton of ta- – ta- I think he had uh, eight or seven solos, an assist tackle. Um, he was targeted a bunch in coverage as well. And I think he was okay. But uh, Preston Brown, I think, is, is much better. And uh, obviously we're all just waiting for Burfecht to come back and, and suck up all the tackles that are left because, you know, that's exactly what's going to happen. Uh, that is going to happen, um, but it makes me worry for Nick Vigil mostly. He's had two really good games to start the season in statistical terms, um, but uh, that's that's perfect spot. So um, if you can trade him away fairly early, I don't think it's a terrible idea. Yeah, definitely, and just show off the box stats. Um, continuing to move backwards, so Sean Williams wasn't ejected right in the beginning of the game like he was in week one. Um, he played a ton, <laughs> and, he, and he had a good game, and he had seven solos. Really yeah, good really good game, and I think he would pick up a interception as well. Clayton Fajitolem, um, if you know, hopefully you let someone else pick him up. Uh, you know, he's purely a backup to Sean Williams. You know, he played, I think he played like 15 snaps or something like that. But I would, maybe not a direct backup. I hope definitely back up Jesse Bates as well. But um, he's nothing, so hopefully you miss that one. Yeah, Sean Williams is looking like a breakout at the moment. I mean, I know it's only one game, but what we've seen after two games is a very, very different use of safeties than we've seen in the last few years for the Bengals. There is a strong safety, um, and it's Sean Williams, obviously, uh, and Jesse Bates is very much playing deep as well. So all of a sudden, Sean Williams has been sitting there for free in a ton of leagues, and he's suddenly a very valuable player. He's not going to have a game like last week, every week, where he had a pick and then six tackles and then... 
and a sack as well. Um, but I fully expect him to be pretty productive. Yeah, I agree. And and you know, you may look at Jesse Bates' stat line and see, oh, maybe he's a usable free free safety. But he has a lot of big plays this weekend, last week that are definitely pushing that those stats up. So, um, not someone you uh, you really look yeah. At. But, well. I mean, he's he's been good um, as a player, just uh, <laughs> not so good for ADP because free safety. Yeah, agreed. But he's playing more than I expected him to at all, knowing the Bengals and their aversion to rookies. Yeah, we'll have to look and see how the snaps come out and see if it's they're kind of maybe going away from that. Yeah, I don't think I have anything else. Do you want to move on to uh, Dolphins, Dolphins, Jets? Yeah, let's go on. Um, AFC's fun. I'm going to see Dolphins next week, so uh, hopefully you're going to tell me they were great because I didn't actually see much of the game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they were good to start. They kind of... Took Sam Darnold to task a little bit, made it difficult. He looked good last last week, and they made it a much difficult game um, for them. So in that sort of way, they they were a lot better. Um, you know, not a ton of big plays. Robert Quinn had a sack early. Um, Willie Hayes got in there also. Jordan Phillips. They did end with three sacks when it was all said and done. But Kiko Alonso kind of crushed it. I think he had 13 solos, which is absolutely insane. Yeah, that's a crazy number. I didn't realize it was so high. Um, just before we get ahead, let's talk about um, the pass rushers a little bit because you, you kind of mentioned it there. I think they had three sacks and by three different guys. This is a five-way um, playing time uh, battle for um, in Miami here, which is just very, very difficult to pick the right IDP for. Uh, last year it was four-way, and we we're all thinking, wow, that was quite difficult, <laughs> and this year it's even worse. Um, Robert Quinn, Cameron Wake, William Hayes, Andre Branch, and Charles Harris all played significant um, time in that first game. Haven't seen snap counts in the second one, and obviously I didn't watch the game, but I think it's going to be very similar. Yeah, definitely a ton of tackles for losses as well from these guys, so they were just blowing up that Jets um, Jets line. Yeah, so we mentioned Kiko a little bit. 13 solos. Raekwon, very quiet game. Three solos. Um, I'm sure he played a ton um, as well, and the safeties weren't really big either. Um, I, they just kind of dominated them up front, and the Jets really couldn't get it going. Uh, a ton of possession by Miami, and they took, a, took away the win. No, safeties is really interesting because we, we saw this in Miami all last year. Both safeties play quite deep. You know, I, I really like their secondary, um, but it's it's kind of an interesting team uh, comes together. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what happens there. Um, it's a it's a good Miami secondary, but the the safeties play quite a bit deep. Now Rashad Jones is really good. Um, TJ McDonald is arguable. Some people really like him. They're going to come up and make their plays, um, but they're also going to have games where they're just not that close to the ball. Um, and Kiko Alonso and, and even Raekwon Millen are going to be much better. So yeah, it sucks. Um, but you've got to expect a couple of these days um, happening this year. Yeah, and then they're going to switch off. And then, so from what I've seen and sort of what the snaps look at, that Minka is basically fully a slot corner <laughs> at this point. So yeah. that's that's what's Yeah, he absolutely there. was it in the first week. Yeah, I think at 33 of his... Uh, and we talked about this. Yeah, you remember the week after the draft and, and we said exactly that would ha- going to happen. We, we talked about Minka and all through college he basically played in the slot and you know people say oh he's not a slot corner, He's he plays in the slot but he comes in and plays linebacker and, and guards tight ends. That's playing in the slot, it's the same thing um, and it's really useful and it's very important to modern teams but that's what he's doing. So yes he'll be able to make some big plays and he'll have some big weeks but there'll be many weeks where he just doesn't do much and that's just to do with where he is. Yeah, I, I agree with you there for sure Slot corner. That's what it is. Um, you know, maybe this injury, something, something changes. But uh... really good instinct. Um, totally mm-hmm. understands what's going on in the game. Very impressive. 
All right, let's talk about the Jets. So looking at this, um, and I think you were hinting about this, Jets' pass rush looked like it actually got home tonight uh, and did some damage. So we've said they've got one of the worst pass rushes in the league, and, and that's true, but they're still going to clock up some um, sacks here. And Jordan Jenkins and Brandon Copeland both um, got to the quarterback tonight. So there are worse um, guys you can gamble on that are probably unowned in a lot of leagues. Yeah, definitely. It's nice to see Henry Anderson with a sack uh, as well. It makes me feel all nice inside. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're big Henry Anderson fans on the pod. Yeah, and then I guess looking at sort of the linebacker, um, you think they have a in a game like this where they were, you know, Miami got out early, you think you'd see a lot more t- tackles, um, but it was the corners who really led the league in tackles. Um, Jamal Adams at seven, and then, sorry, the linebackers, uh, Avery and Wilms only had four. I think he had a fumble recovery. Darren Lee had four total tackles, uh, one solo. Just very interesting. Um, tackle distribution for a game like this uh, but it was really the corners and the safeties that just cleaned up can we talk about um, my favorite um, named new player in the NFL the uh, Jets outside linebacker Frankie Louvu which I've decided to call Frankie Love You <laughs> yeah it's, that's pretty great He's yeah. Awesome. yeah yeah I like to see that um, some random people come out of nowhere that you know maybe have some impact at some point all right next game let's move on who are we talking about all right uh, well, that's why I have my list was Eagles, Bucks, um, which actually I haven't even looked at the stats because I don't even want to. All I know is Fletcher Cox <laughs> is absolutely insanely good. Um, his sack was just a masterpiece, and, and he generates a ton of pressure from the middle. Um, so that's all I know, basically. <laughs> the one time I actually saw him on the screen, and, and I missed most of it, um, he was he was down and hurt. So did that happen? Was that just a momentary No, he was worry? He came back. Okay, No, he good. came back next the next uh, drive, he came back in. Yeah, nobody wants to see that happen, obviously. Um, uh, some some decent days there. Ronald Darby had eight uh, solos. So obviously in game one, he was he was very heavily targeted because he was mostly guarding um, Julio Jones, but that implies another big day. Yeah, so um, with the Julio thing, they, they kind of let him have, they just put off coverage and let him have those, you know, 11-yard catches for most of the game. And I think it was a little bit similar of a situation with uh, Mike Evans. Um, they just didn't want to get beat deep, especially after the beginning of the game. So they kind of just let that happen, um, which, you know, is some one type of defensive philosophy, which I understand, um, but definitely leads to Ron Darby having a ton of tackles. Um, I don't think he's a very good tackler, but I don't I don't know if we're going to see this week to week. Um, just maybe if there's like that, you know, true stud wide receiver one, we'll see a little bit more. Um, so that'll be interesting. And, and you know, they, they try to move away from him and stuff like that. So I don't know. Maybe someone to keep in mind on, on your pickups. Um, if you've been holding Jalen Mills, switch him out for Darby right now. It's fine. That's, that's sort of how it's been going down. Yeah, it's fair. Um, I kind of want to see a little bit more out of the Eagles pass rush at the moment. Um, I thought the Buccaneers were going to be awful this year. And they've, they've started amazingly well, uh, which is crazy. But they didn't produce a lot tonight. Brandon Graham looks like he was quiet. Same with Derek Barnett. Yeah, the, the, the Bucks O line was was absolutely destroying them and, and uh which I was surprised by. But uh that's how it was and you know, I don't think the Saints pass had much of a pass rush either last year. Um and something happened to Fitzpatrick in the off season where he's I don't know if he like drank some of Peyton Manning's blood or something, but he's just uh <laughs> killing killing fools out there. Wow, well, good on Ryan Fitzpatrick. He went to Harvard, you know. I'm, you might not have known it because nobody ever mentions it. Uh, yeah, it's uh, pretty. Uh, I've never pretty heard anyone talk about that. Hmm. All right. <laughs> oh yeah, we talk, touch on linebackers quickly. Um, uh, Nigel Bradham was back in this game. He did have a sack as well, nice. but uh, Jordan Hicks 
basically led them in 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 probably playing time and solo as well. So six solos and th- nine total tackles. Um, so that was basically it. Uh, I don't think the other guys now that Bradham's back. Um, Grugier Hill played. I believe he played over Nate Carey, so that that may be done deal there. Um, but he didn't play much just because Adam was back in the game. Yeah, it makes sense. Exactly what we expected to see. Obviously, uh, Grigia Hill is probably the nominal starting will, but he's only going to play a third of the snap. So whatever. Yeah. Um, and yes, yeah, these were boring. And uh, let's, we can talk about Tampa Bay if you'd like. I'd be, I'd be happy with that. Yeah, well, look, you're laughing at the moment, aren't you? Because I, I said their defense is going to be absolutely terrible, and they're two and zero, and Quan Alexander, uh, Quan Alexander, and JPP and Gerald McCoy all got sacks tonight. So you were right, I was right. <laughs> yeah, I took off. No, nah, I didn't take any flack. I'm just saying, no one cared. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm very, I'm as surprised as you are. I think, um, even though I was thought that they would be a little bit better if they put it together, they looked really good. Jason Perry looked dominant. Um, you know, he got a lucky. Uh, Jason Peters was missed most of this game, um, so he got to work on uh, Vitae. Uh, so that was nice for him. Um, yeah, he looked good. Jeremy McCoy looked really, really good in the middle. So that's something I'm not surprised by at all, actually. Uh, but other than that, you know, you mentioned the sacks, and and they actually have a very good unit. And I don't think they were super dominant in for the Saints game either. Um, so definitely see what the next game brings and if it's a fluke or for real, <laughs> which is what we kind of do for all these games because only two to such a small sample size. We don't know what's real and what's just a facade. Definitely. It's a treatment transition as well. Um, the cornerbacks look really interesting. We, we kind of said that we were expecting the rookies to take over at some point, and here we are after two games. And Vernon Hargreaves was playing in the slot and has gone on IR, and frankly it looks like he won't come back to Tampa. Brent Grimes hasn't been on the field yet. He's missed both games. Ryan Smith had a big night tonight, but MJ Stewart and, and Carlton Davis look like they're going to take over as the main outside corners straight away. So that'll be interesting to watch um, happen. Yeah, I was very excited for be facing two rookie corners, but honestly, Carlton Davis was really good. I was surprised by that. Um, you know, he's one of those big time, big long arm, tall corners who usually take a little bit to get acclimated. Um, but he was really good. Really, really good. So that was nice to see. For sure. Awesome. You got anything else? No, that's it on, on this game. Let's move on. What's we want to keep, keep it moving because we want to make sure you guys have time to listen to this and get in all your other podcasts as well. Um, so next I got Browns Saints, um, which oh. was a insane game, but that's not what we're here for. Um, <laughs> Christian Kirksey missed the game, <laughs> so I'm sure you probably got to see a little bit more of Collins, a little bit more of Joe Schobert. I, I want to see how the snaps break down. I didn't see in the game if they moved Peppers up a little bit. Uh, what they did there to kind of fill in that gap from Kirksey. TJ Carey ended the uh, the game with the most tackles, tied with Joe Schober for total tackles, but the most solos. He's bad. Yeah, that's exactly what he, I was He's about just to say. not a good player at all. Yeah. He, he, he is such a, an attractive target on the other side from um, Denzel Ward. And, you know, rookie corner is really hard to play, and Denzel Ward will be, um, will be struggling at some point this year. But, man, he's a lot better than TJ Carey already. Mm, definitely. I totally agree there. Um, in terms of like the defensive line, Larry Ogunjobi, defensive tackle, two sacks, <laughs> which is going to blow fire. up for everybody who started him. Yeah, um, I picked him up in a couple of places and left him on my bench. Um, so I'm feeling pretty stupid about that. Um, well, not happy at all. <laughs> I want to see what his final you know, grade, grade is, but he had six hurries in week one, um, which is a very large number, especially for an interior player. Um, and then he had this one with two sacks, and honestly, I did not expect him to have this 
hot of a start. I think we all expected Miles Garrett to sort of just take over, and he's been relatively quiet. But, you know, maybe one of those things where they're just sliding two people over to Garrett, and Ogunjobi has one-on-ones on the inside, um, on centers and stuff like that. So maybe it's that sort of situation, and, you know, he's the beneficiary right now of this. Um, so we'll see maybe players kind of kind of have to start dealing with that and, and maybe better for Garrett. But right now, yeah, Ogunjobi for those defensive tackle leagues seems pretty much locked in, I think. Yeah, well, week one was weird because obviously it played out to a tie um, and he managed 79 defensive snaps, which is just absurd. Um, like crazy, crazy number. So I kind of threw that one out and thought, yeah, you had a big game on the stat sheet, but you were just out there. I mean, that kind of ignores the fact if he has got the ability to play that amount of volume, then that's why we've loved DeForest Buckner and, and, and Damakung Su over the last couple of years because those guys just stay out there more than anybody else. And now he's followed that up with another really big game um, in New Orleans. I mean, he looks pretty legit at the moment, doesn't he? Uh, maybe he's going to have the sort of season that... Um, well, who knows? Let's not get ahead of ourselves, but he's definitely worth owning in DT required. Yeah, especially in DT premium, DT required could be a, a really good pickup. If you didn't, no one had him um, already from this past run. Um, I'm ready to move on the Saints. Uh, let's do anything else. No, let's do that. Okay, cool. So they, I mean, Cameron Jordan had two sacks. Cameron Jordan did Cameron Jordan things. Sheldon Rankins got on the on the sack sack list, which is awesome for him. Um, Good player. I was worried that we were going to see more of the same with him, but so far, I mean, at least in this game, it was a little bit better. Yeah, he, I thought he was all right last year. He just didn't put any sacks up. Um, that was it. He, mm-hmm. he kind of had a decent year, um, if a little bit low on t- on tackle numbers, but that's going to happen in, in the Saints system. Um, it was just not getting home to the quarterback, and if he can start doing that, he'll do all right. Yeah, I agree. Otherwise, Demario Davis, AJ Klein basically had all the tackles. Kurt Coleman be one of those guys Bill. every week. Yeah, I'm, you're oh, totally yeah. right. The yeah, I don't... Linebacker's a mess and safety's a mess. I'm, we've we've mentioned this a little bit the way they use Von Bell and Kurt Coleman and they're both kind of in the box and they're both in the slot it's just going to be really frustrating yeah and that's what we're worried about I mean hope we, we both like Von Bell so hopefully he uh, can get those kind of get those snaps we'll see <laughs> yeah not a lot else going on in this game is there let's move on to the next one who do you want to talk about okay Chargers uh, Bills um, let's just talk about Ty Davis real quick because that's such a great story that he Lily quit midway through the game and retired and walked out. Like changed the clothes, regular clothes, and walked out. Which is, I mean, talk about like just not caring anymore. Going out with a bang. That was awesome. Yeah, it's <laughs> well, I've never seen him before. Don't know about you, but um, I, look, Vontae Davis is past it anyway. He had really one amazing year in Indy where he was absolutely brilliant. And he's, he's never done it any other time. He was kind of full of potential and then full of never quite got there again. Um, and it's time he walked away, I think. Yeah. And I think that's sort of what, where it was. And it's basically kind of what we expected. Honestly. If we had more playing time, it would have been better. Um, so for the Bills defense, Jordan Parker had a nice game. Jermaine Edmonds had a nice game. Lance Alexander, for outside linebacker, again had a nice game. thought he was kind of not going to do it this year, but he's actually been really good. Uh, <laughs> really solid, actually. Yeah, uh, any and Jerry stuff, anything else jump out of you? Yeah, Jerry Hughes is clearly their best edge player. Um, and he was going very mm-hmm. cheap, and he's not the youngest. Trent Murphy was going absolutely ridiculously cheap, but he's never really a, a sack artist. He's, he's better in the run game. Jerry Hughes is a legit good pass rusher, and he's putting up good numbers as well. So um, I quite like him. He's, he's doing very well at the moment. Um, yeah, it's good to see Tremaine Edmonds, too, have a nice game. His first week wasn't as explosive, so 
This is good. I think he's, you know, because there's definitely going to be an adjustment period. Um, he's going to be really good, hopefully. Um, but there's definitely an adjustment period. Uh, moving over to the Chargers, who just kind of had their way, um, excuse me, had their way with the Buffalo Bills. Uh, how many sacks? One, two, three, three, four, four, and a, and, a, and a one that was split. So five total sacks for the Chargers. Derwin James had one. Uh, China had one. James Brown's lost lost from the linebacker position. Melvin Ingram had one and a half. And this is no Joey Bosa reminder who could be missing a little bit more time. Yeah, he's going to be out for another two or three weeks, isn't he? Um, Which is not ideal at all uh, from one of the best, if not the best, young pass rusher in the game. So very sad to see him out. But the the team are kind of doing all right. Um, Should we talk about safety briefly? So Derwin James has has now started and, and had a sack in his first two games of professional which is amazing, um, given that he played deep safety in the first game. And I, I haven't seen this one, so don't know yet. But I, I'd be shocked if it had changed too much, because uh, Jaleel Adai had another good game as well. So, look, it'd be amazing if, if James can play deep, but still manage to come up with enough big plays in the passing game and pass rushing uh, to kind of make it pay for him. But we've said it all along. He's a fantastically uh, talented player. If anyone can do that, it's um, Harrison Smith and him. Yeah, and, and I think he played a lot more in the box this game. So definitely something to uh, to keep an eye on. And, uh, yeah, I think they, they swapped this game with Joel Dye and, and Derwin, which is kind of frustrating. But like we said, small sample size, so we'll try to get through this game for you guys. Yeah, we're going to see what happens with teams just game planning for um, specific people. Uchenna Nwosu, um had um, a good game as well. He played, what was it, three snaps or something in his first week, so maybe he took a bump. And this week he's had uh, three solos, an assist, a sack, um, and a tackle for a loss. Uh, so pretty darn impressive, actually, for a first proper game. Yeah, I think we're going to be calling this the Buffalo Bills effect. Whoever plays the Buffalo Bills has a crazy good defense DST game and defense overall game um just because we've seen it twice now so we'll probably see this continue yeah. on. Oh, one last thing adrian phillips had an interception there you know i love adrian phillips <laughs> i think we both are fans it's just like where is he gonna be playing we're gonna have to see mm-hmm. he was all over the place last uh in the first week and this week i think he was in the box slightly a little bit more um but def- definitely something to monitor he's sort of just They've the, the backup of for everybody yeah, you've got Derwin James, Jaleel Adai, um, Kaiser White, and Adrian Phillips, all of whom who could play strong safety in the system. Every single one. Even Jatavis Brown could probably do it. Um, so uh, it's a very flexible defense. A lot of fun. Definitely. Um, we'll see how it works for IDP. I'm going to go on to Chiefs Steelers. Yeah, what a game this was as well. Um, I, oh we gosh. can talk about Pat Mahomes and it's kind of not the thing we're going to talk about but <laughs> but what a game um, Steelers defence by the way looks pretty awful from what I've seen at the moment they they are clearly lacking that guy who can who can be the linchpin of their zone heavy defence Morgan Burnett is kind of playing um, nickel linebacker a little bit John Bostick has been playing there about half the time as well but they're not stopping anyone at the moment are they? No they're not and they I mean they had a good statistical for IDP game last last week, um, this one wasn't as good, but overall, no, they they can't stop anyone. And I mean, they let, let up six touchdowns. Uh, I don't I don't know that that's <laughs> so that's something they should really want to do uh, weekly. Um, definitely want to try and limit that to at least four. Uh, give you guys some, give, you, <laughs> give Ben and, and them a chance. 
Yeah, that'd be nice. Um, here's my favourite stat uh, so far. TJ Watt um, had no sacks uh, this week, so he's kept on his run. In week one of seasons, he averages three sacks. In every other professional game, he averages about 0.35. <laughs> That's great. That's wonderful, because I started him. So you can start him in September next year, but until then, just don't bother. <laughs> you just got to wait. Uh, That's yeah. Funny. yeah, and I want to see you know more <laughs> snap breakdowns for... Edmonds and Burnett and the linebackers and stuff like that. But uh, I think Vince Williams has actually been a solid um, for sure linebacker who's, you know, good LB4 that you can just throw in there. You know he's going to do well. You're not really worried about his playing time, at least at this point. No, definitely. I'm, I'm actually talking about that um, with a bit more details on, on who played how much and where. We might try and check in later on this week as well and go into a bit more detail. Um, by hook or by crook at some point, we will um, do another show uh, this week and start talking about that sort of stuff. Yeah, definitely. Um, so let's move on to the Chiefs. Anthony Hitchens, finally. I mean, he was okay last week. Um, this week, he, he rolled in 12 total tackles, which was awesome. I think he was like, before the games, so the second game started, he was like second on the, in the for the day um, with tackles. So that's great. Chiefs have no pass rush. Um, not, not, not a shocker there. No, they're lacking somebody on the outside, aren't they? Justin Houston um, has been very ineffective so far. I watched most of this game, and I watched uh, the whole of the, the game the week before, and he's not done a huge amount. D Ford on the other side, I think he had a sack in the first game, but frankly didn't do a lot. And, and they really are playing the two big lads outside. Um, Capacignon, um and who's the other one? Breland Speaks, uh, who didn't play a huge amount from what I saw this week, but um, was on the field a decent amount in week one. Uh, so... There's some guys there, but they're not really getting anything done. Chris Jones probably still looks the best at a pass rusher, but he wears down so quickly. Mm-hmm. He's really good in, in, in the first half, and he's good at the second uh, start of the second half, and then he just gets less and less effective. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm with you there completely. They've just been completely lackluster these two games. Um, they've been bailed out by a phenomenal um, offense, so we'll see. Yeah, it might be a real shame because um, you've – I mean, look, we've seen two games and it's pretty much played out the same way. So I hope they're not going to have an Achilles heel of just not really being able to stop anybody. Um, it kind of looks like that at the moment. Yeah, and also, you know, when you're uh, you're constantly leading, you know, that's the thing where, you know, you're, IDP-wise, you're probably not going to get a ton of, you know, linebacker points, but you should be getting way more pass rushing points just because you can let those guys just go crazy um, when you have the lead, be a little more risky. Um, but I, I got nothing else for this game. If you want to move on to Colts Redskins... Yeah, let's do. Um, I, I actually really enjoyed this game. I thought it was quite good fun. I mean, then you got to watch Darius Leonard put up 18 total tackles and a sack. Um, Mad. Yeah. Like my, my, he my looks really super good. lukewarm hot take from the hot take episode was he's the rookie rookie defensive player of the year, the IDP number one rookie linebacker, and um, it's looking decent right now. It wasn't super spicy at the time, but uh, looking good. Yeah, definitely. He He's just a really good player. He was around the ball the whole time. It, it helps there's not a massive amount of talent around him. The secondary certainly doesn't look great, um, but he's clearly the best player on this defense at the moment. Yep. Yeah, Clinton Gathers also had 12 totals, uh, only four solos, though. Um, otherwise, you know, not a ton of pass rush here either. Uh, only two sacks. Uh, Sheard got home. My boy Jabal Sheard, <laughs> um, who I've, I've got everywhere. Uh, so a good game from him. I, I still think he's a good bet. Yeah, and I had, I had picked up Marcus Hunt just for those DT required. Um, I kind of try to swap those yep. guys out a lot. Uh, he was a, he didn't have any sacks, but two two tackled TFLs, um, so that, that's cool. 
Yeah, not a bad day at all. Um, and Kamoko Toure is kind of getting on the stat sheet and getting some uh, plays yeah. in. So we're enjoying that, have we? So the Redskins, um, Tapan Mason Foster had eight solos, 11 total tackles. Zach Brown only had four solos with 10 total. Another spot where very, very, very little pass rush being generated. Um, almost none from, from the clips I saw of the game. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Um, Andrew Luck kind of had a lot of time um, every time I, I saw him there. Uh, apart from a couple of plays down in the red zone. Um, let's just talk about the linebackers very quickly, because I saw a lot of people in um, after week one going, oh, Zach Brown's no longer a three-down linebacker. He, he wasn't on the field that much. And, you know, it, it's just silly. Um, they were 21-0 up against the Cards in week one. The, the game was out of sight. It was one. So they just rotated everybody. Um, and so all of the Redskins linebackers um, came off the field. The starters only played 30-ish um, snaps each, and all the backups played about 15-20 each. So I, I wouldn't worry too much about Zach Brown at all. Um, he's still getting his at the moment. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, completely. Anything else uh, with this one? Uh, Matt Ioannidis um, had a sack for the second game in the row. He has started like a house on fire. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah, Everyone I mean, started no, no one cares because no one's going to start him. <laughs> you don't need him. Uh, DJ Swearinger had a couple of picks as well. I mean, we've been talking about this in the summer. Monte Nicholson and the other guy whose name I can't remember are good on paper, but DJ Swearinger is the only safety I want in Washington. Yeah, I agree. All right, so let's move on to Panthers, Falcons. I don't really know where I want to start, but it wasn't a very good game. Um, let's talk about linebacker. Um, every time I I saw it um playing out, Devondre Campbell looked like he was playing middle linebacker. Yep, I, I definitely think he slid over and took that spot. And uh, I believe Duke Riley has also kind of been on the field a bunch more to take over for Jones. Um, and he, and they both had good games. Uh, I think it was nice to Duke Riley. His fans are probably very happy. Um, he had a good statistical game. Um, I want to see the breakdown of Ricardo Allen and uh, DeMonte Kazee. I believe like what we thought was going to happen is what happened. Ricardo Allen basically played in the box and um, Kazee was yeah. out uh, in the free safety. And I know he put a big hit on Cam. I didn't get a chance to see it. Oh, it was nasty. And like, I'm no Cam Newton fan, um, but uh, but Newton slid and he was clearly on the floor and Kazee came in, led with his head straight into his chin um, unprotected quarterback. It it was just nasty. He deserved to go, and I don't even know why it caused a scuffle. Um, the Falcons uh, players should have just said, "Yeah, fair enough. He, <laughs> he needs to be off." Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. You know, sticking with the Falcons, uh, Tack McKinney had a. Sack. That's what I was going to about. We to love to. a bit of Tack. Yeah, we like Tack, and we thought Vic Beasley was going to do a lot better, but he has been, I believe, he's been extremely quiet. Um, no sacks, very little pressures uh, so far. It's it's just. Uh, not, it's not been a good good transition for him to, to be an end. Yeah, in this game, Vic Beasley had fewer solo tackles than Julio Jones. <laughs> wow. Okay. Fun, <laughs> fun fact. Deal, <laughs> yeah, um, look, uh, some people are, are still massive believers in Beasley. I'm not a big fan. He's okay, and he'll be out there quite a lot, so I'm sure he'll have better days, but I don't think he's really that good. Let's talk about the Panthers. Yep. So not much happening here um, on the defensive line. Uh, Luke Kuechly led the team of tackles. Shocker of the century there. Um, I won't, we'll see the snaps, you know, what kind of what went down there, but pretty uh, boring Panthers IDP game. Yeah, it looks like Rayshon Golden came in and played a bit more this week, um, which is good uh, because the Panthers might have, uh, certainly after week one, the worst starting safeties in the league in um, Denoris Cersei and Mike Adams. They, they were just bad. 
Um, so Rayshon Gordon might not be any better, but at least he's young and he's a rookie and, and he needs to get his chance sooner rather than later. Yeah. All right, I'm ready to move on if you want to go to Texans, Titans. I, I, mean, I believe the Titans are missing two of their starting offensive linemen. Um, I compl- And they were Marcus Mayer did not play in this game. I completely expected this to be like a five, six sack affair. And besides Duke Ejiofor getting one uh, late, a little bit late, zero sacks for J.J. Watt. Zero sacks for Whitney Merciless. And J.J. Clowney did not play. So, stunning for me. Bit weird, yeah. right? Uh, to be honest, the Texans, um, over the over the whole time Bill O'Brien has been there, haven't been a high-sack team. And that will sound really weird, because J.J. Watt and Clowney and Merciless, and everyone pointed to that year where they all played together and, and they were really good. But apart from that, no one's really strung many together. Um, so I'm not massively shocked. Um, they're not a high-pressure team. They've just got a couple of guys on the team who happen to do particularly well. Um, so I did think they were going to eat tonight. I did think they were going to tear apart the backup tackles, yeah. and, and that clearly didn't happen. But you know, they're not the sort of team that goes all out after people. They they play left and right, two high deep um, safety looks, and, and they're pretty conservative actually. They've just relied on JJ Watt being unblockable, <laughs> pretty much. Um, and then you know Zach Cunningham had a good, had a good game, and, and he's had a pretty solid season start so far. But other than that, nothing else from the from the Texans for me. I'm just a little disappointed with the yeah. performance. Tyron Matthew, really quiet. So he had a big statistical game in week one, um, but he played right safety. Um, he, he wasn't down in the he wasn't down in the box like people tend to think he is. Um, he wasn't really playing that much nickel. He's playing safety. Aaron Colvin is the uh, nickel um, slot player on this team. Yep. Um, and so for the for the Tennessee Titans, they actually had a decent number of sacks. Um, they had four total sacks. Joel Casey snagged two. Um, he's kind of that you know three four end that you know, not very exciting. This is one of the times when it actually really good player, though. Yeah, really good mm-hmm. player. I like him a lot. And interesting to see uh, Kamali Correa have um, a sack as well. He obviously had a lot of playing time last week. Brian Arakpo has been out there, but hasn't really got a lot done. Um, so nice to see Correa do well. And the rookie um, theoretically got in the field this week, or is supposed to get in the field, but I can't see him on the stat sheet anywhere. So, and I certainly didn't see him when I was watching. Oh, here you go. Harold Landry right down the bottom. Um, two QB hits, but not any other significant um, uh, stats. Yeah, interesting. I want to see what his full playtime was. Um, for those of you that started Kevin Bayard... Before he threw a touchdown pass, and if he didn't, he would have had a solid safety game. Um, but he did end up throwing a touchdown pass um, to Dane Kirkshank. Someone said, "Oh, is that a World of Warcraft character?" That's thought that was funny. Um, he had a good game. Wesley Woodard had a decent game overall, and Malcolm Butler got targeted a bunch, <laughs> basically. Yeah, I, I saw him give up um, a quite bad touchdown actually, and it was a beautiful throw. And Will Fuller did really well out mm-hmm. of it, but it, he just let. Butler get behind him. He probably shouldn't have had the opportunity to make that play. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's move on to you. Also, get something else. I know. I'm done. Okay. Uh, Vikes Packers quickly. Yeah, I mean, it was a this was a long game. Uh, I kind of expected it to go mm. fully Packers way. Ended up in a tie, which is you know ridiculous for that. Uh, Vikes had four total sacks. Daniel Hunter got another one, which is awesome. We love that so much. Um, I think that puts him at three for the uh, season so far, which is great to see. Yeah, and you pointed this out as well. He, he had more um, pressure than anybody else. Sorry, buddy. Um, Daniel Hunter led week one in all players in total pressures, so he's looking like the best pass rusher in the league at the moment. <laughs> anyway, sorry, carry on. Yeah, and I was just going to say, you know, when you play in, uh, Aaron Rodgers, 
you're going to have a lot of kick corners with tackles, a lot of safeties with tackles, and that's sort of what we see um, out of that statistically. Yeah, I saw Aaron Rodgers go down in a big pile at one point, and I was thinking, Sheldon Richardson, because Sheldon Richardson was really good in week one and didn't have a sack, and I don't think he really got the credit for um, for being quite so disruptive. I thought he fitted into this uh, Vikes defense excellently. I watched a fair amount tonight, um, and the, the defense went nearly as good as they were last week, uh, but I still like him to be a very good player. Yeah, and switching over to the Packers, um, you know, Ketchup Rice was a bit, big pickup for, for on the off-the-waiver wire, and he had a decent game. Um, you know, Blake Martinez led the team in total tackles. Uh, Drew Alexander also was targeted a bunch. He has a lot of tackles. Um, sack-wise, Ken Clark got in there. Uh, whatever Reggie Gilbert is. But otherwise, you know, not, not too much going on. <laughs> Outside linebacker. Yeah. <laughs> not too much going on. Yeah, he kind of filled in um, behind Perry and, and Matthews in week one. So I presume he played the same. I, I didn't see him much on, on TV tonight. I tell you who I really like on this Packers team so far. Um, again, it, it's a really flexible team. We're seeing this um, trend towards uh, safety stroke linebackers, stroke slot players. And J.R. Alexander has, has done a lot of that. And Josh Jackson has done a lot of that. When Oren Burks is fit, he's going to fit in there as well. Um, it looks like a really interesting team that can just show a lot of looks in terms of linebacker straight safeties. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot going on there. And I think it would have been a different uh, a different end of the game without that pretty bad broken the passer call. But anyway, not important. Yeah, yeah it was bad. It's going to be a weird team because I, I thought... Um, in, in the first game against uh, Chicago, the Packers' interior line was pretty much bossed uh, by the, the Bears' offensive line. Uh, Mo Wilkerson was very quiet. Um, Mike Daniels didn't do a huge amount. I mean, he kind of looked pretty good. Kenny Clark is a good nose tackle, wasn't getting a lot of push. Um, and it kind of looked the same way in this game as well. Uh, now the Vikings' um, offensive line is, is nowhere near as good, certainly on the inside, as the Bears is. Um, but it kind of worries me about the, this Packers' defense. I really like the back half of it. The front half probably needs a bit of work. Yeah, I agree. Um, and that's it for the early games. Do you want to maybe talk about some of the other ones that's gone on where we're at now, or do you want to just uh, come back to those? Yeah, we can try. I mean, I'm just watching the uh, the Jags uh, Patriots game, so we can talk about what's yeah, going go for on it. there. Well, the first thing I noticed that I want to talk about from the first half, it looks like Kyle Van Noy is back to playing middle linebacker. Um, in the first game, it was basically Jawan Bentley um, was playing middle linebacker and Van Noy was off on the edge on the other side to um, Dante Hightower. And that looks like it's reverted in this game a little bit. So um, all of you Van Noy owners who are going, uh-oh, um, you're probably going to be okay. So with six and a bit of minutes left in the third quarter, then Van Noy is on five solos and one assist. So he's started well. The other big news that's happened is Trey Flowers um, got walked off with what looked like a concussion in the first half. So that is bad news. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you're looking at the stat sheet, but Ronnie Harrison has five solos. So I want to see why he's playing <laughs> uh, so much. And, and we both like him a lot. So I want to see what, what the dealio is there for sure. I like him as a player, but, you know, man, I'm a Barry Church fan this year. So um, either Church has got hurt, and, and if that's happened, I haven't seen it at all, or something weird has happened. Um, so, yeah, you're right. We need to get to the bottom of this. I mean, basically, the Patriots have not looked good anyway. They haven't really no. been moving the ball at all. So it sounds it like some revenge um, in this game from last year's playoff loss for the for the Jags. Um, but Cardinals, Rams, um, Benson Mayo has two sacks, which is... Surprising in the game that they're absolutely being crushed um, down in pretty pretty bad. Oh man, he has six tackles as well. That's that's impressive. Robert Nietzsche, two or five total tackles. It's kind of been it's kind of a very weird game. This is going to be 
Uh, I think they pulled the starters for the Rams. I, I believe Gurley's not playing anymore, so that'll be interesting to watch. Um, ah, only the three times. Yeah, he only, he's only going to have the three. Um, <laughs> and then the Rams, uh, John Johnson is currently leading their team in tackles. Um, and, and from what I saw in the game, Aaron Donald was absolutely dominating. He doesn't have anything on the stat sheet um, besides a, a solo and, and four total tackles, but he looks like un, 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 unblockable. And I think, you know, he missed most of the preseason. And so there may be a bit of a, a bit of a uh, steep, you know, start for him. So, so that'll be good to continue to watch. Have you ever watched an Aaron Donald game where he wasn't dominating, where he wasn't the first person off the line of scrimmage and unblockable? Yeah, I don't know. Was he so as good last, last week? I think... Not sure. Maybe he probably no. He he was quite statistically. He he still looked the same Aaron Donald every time. You know, he's watched the the snap go, and instantly he he's low and one step forward, um, compared to everybody else. He he's such a fun player to watch. Definitely. All right, uh, Lions, Niners, everybody but oh, I just blanked on his name. I can't believe I just did that. Um, as you go, everybody but Zilansa has a sack. Uh, Gerard Davis has a sack. Devin Kennard has a sack. Christian Jones has a sack. Eli Harold has a sack. But none of, none of the ends are really doing much in this one so far. So it is worth noticing that Ziggy Answer is, is not playing. <laughs> That's probably uh, something you can He's kind not playing? of off for. No, he was uh, inactive. Um, he got a little knock in oh, the first game. And, and did I can actually go in and actually edit this out. Wonderful. No, just leave it in. It's funny. <laughs> I didn't know. I don't, I don't own any. <laughs> so I, I didn't even try to start him. Why has Elijah Lee got eight solo tackles? Why is that happening? Weird. You know, I, what I want to say about the 49ers, they are really bad on the edge. And again, not a surprise. We saw it happening. But they're just bad out there. Eric Armstead isn't a bad player. quite like him. But he's not a, a pocket collapser at all. And Solomon Thomas, frankly, does not look anywhere near worth the pick at the moment. He's a, he's a good player against the run that provides almost nothing in rushing the passer. Yeah, that's sort of their, what we're, hopefully we would not have happened, but it looks like that's sort of kind of what it's going to be. Uh, no, I, I I agree with you. That's what it looks like. And all the 49ers fans of the summer were going, no, 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 we're going to see DeForest Buckner and, and Solomon Thomas swapping round loads. And, and they said that last year, and it's just not true. Um, Solomon Thomas lines up on, on the edge, DeForest Buckner lines up inside, and DeForest Buckner actually provides some sort of effect. Yeah, it's a little, a little upsetting. Um, and then Fred Warner's not off to a, he, as big of a start as he was last game because of this Elijah, Elijah Lee character. Um, but Ruben Foster goes back in, in two weeks, right? So Or two, three weeks, yeah. we get a five. So. That looks like a good partnership. I mean, Fred Warner and, and Ruben Foster is, is going to be really solid. Those two, DeForest Buckner, uh, Joquist Guitar, and that's the spine of your team, right? Yeah. Hope we don't see a, uh, what was that guy's name who quit after his first huge year? Um, hope we don't see that. Chris Borland. Yeah, Borland, that was his name. We won't, we won't. That's just bad juju. Yeah. I just I just gave to the uh, <laughs> the Niners fans everywhere. Yeah, but look at the juju. Over the last 15 years, the 49ers have had Patrick Willis, Navarro Bowman, Chris Boland, uh, Fred Warner, and Reuben Foster. That is an absurd list of inside linebackers. Yeah, they definitely seem to know how to get ones that may not be like crazy in college and just blow up in the NFL. Yeah, amazing. Um, right, on the other side of the, the game, Tavon Wilson's got six solos at the moment, which is pretty great. I'm a big Tavon fan. In in week one, very weird, um, very Matt Patricia-y, and obviously the lines were just awful, and it, it looks like it might be a car crash, but Quandre Diggs and Tavon Wilson basically shared, oh, 
not shared a job, but were used very flexibly. Both of them lined up in the box at times, both of them lined up in the slot. And you looked at it and kind of went, oh, I'm not sure if anyone's going to do well out of this. Um, but it looks like they both might have good weeks. We're just not sure which one's going to be when. Yeah, that's going to be a problem. Hopefully it's enough where you can kind of get a little bit out of both and, and be okay. Yeah, hopefully. Even Sean Robinson is being very quiet at the moment. And, you know, he's just a really good player. <laughs> All right, so Raiders, Broncos have basically nothing going on. Um, not a ton of tackles, super spread out. Shocker of a game. It's boring. Um, Von Miller is a sack. Von Miller had a great week one, and Von Miller is going to be Von Miller. Um, so, you know, if you're in big play only leagues or maybe you have an edge edge player league, I don't know. Von Miller is just outside linebacker, but he's super good. And, and you know, start five linebackers, start four linebackers, maybe you can throw him in and, and hope he has a sack and, and makes it worth it. Yeah, definitely worth it. Um, let's talk about uh, the the Broncos' um, cornerback situation. Adam Pacman Jones is playing for the Broncos, and he had a good week last week, and he, he was kind of all over the field. And it looks like he's doing the same thing as well. And when did that happen? I can't even remember him going there. I don't remember either. I remember as he got in that fight in an airport that was he was totally justified in. Um, but other than that, yeah, he's in, he's been playing a, a decent amount as well. Hmm. Um, Maurice Hurst has got a sack tonight as well, so he has started his career extremely well. Oh, I miss that. Oh, that's so awesome. Wonderful. Yeah, he had a good week uh, last week as well, so a little bit under the radar at the moment, but you've got to think that that story is going to break pretty quickly if he if he keeps playing like the best player on this defense. Yeah, of course, and his talent is very rarely in, in question, just his if he's going to be able to play in the NFL at all, or if he's going to be able to play for more than a couple of years, or what's going to be um, with that heart condition, so... What is he? So he has two sacks now. That's good, man. If he's on your waiver. Maybe he never didn't get drafted. And maybe someone somewhere you want to go. Yeah, definitely needs to be owned. Definitely, I would say. All right, that's it. We did it. Yeah, that's about it. Oh, one last player I want to talk about. Uh, Denver Bradley Chubb um, played a huge amount um, in first week and did pretty well. He's only got uh, one tackle and one assist tonight, but Bradley Chubb has started pretty well as well, and people are slightly quiet on him at the moment. Oh, there's Tom Brady doing his old man running. Yes, for the dad moves. Oh no, I, I, I honestly, we're gonna. I feel like New England's gonna come back in this one. Nah, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> they look terrible. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, so that's our kind of first uh, thoughts. Um, from what we've seen at the moment, we'll get this out as soon as possible. So hopefully, it kind of helps people, gives them an idea of what's going on, and then at some point later in the week, we will check back in and, and talk about things in a little bit more detail. Um, so he has been Adam Seacast. You can find him on on Twitter at Adam TZ. Um, I'm Tom Kissingbury. You know where to find me. Um, thanks very much for another week. Um, I hope you all win your game. Now I look stupid. I can actually go in and actually edit this out. Wonderful. No, just leave it in. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>